We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spider-Man. You get all the attention now. Ooh, I like that. Spider-Man. That might be called new nickname. Swider basket in a foul. Eddie Casey. Swider. Answer back. Swider from deep. Laces the three. Swider. And one. Count the bucket. Welcome back to the Swider Show, everyone. Uh, obviously, we've had a couple weeks off. We've had a little break, but excited to be back. We have a big week. We have a big guest coming on next week. So uh everyone stay tuned for that. But until then, Patty, how you doing, my guy? It's been it's been a it's been a couple weeks since we catched up. It's how been you a while. Guys? It's been a while. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, a happy holidays, um, a good New Year's, happy twenty twenty four. This is our third calendar year releasing an episode technically. Which is hard to believe. Episode fifty seven, which we didn't I don't know if we let let went off with that, but um should we name the guest for next week? I'm still kind of like reeling off of it. So I feel like since we have it banked, we can just preview it right now. Let's because it. Let's preview. for the last couple of weeks that we haven't had a guest, we have said we're hoping for a big guest next week. The big fish that we're looking for is the one and only. You can name Duncan him. Robinson. Duncan big Robinson time. came on the Swider show. We, we had a great conversation with him. We're gonna we're gonna release it next week just based up based on the the amount of time that it took to to record the episode. Great episode with Duncan. Obviously, went over everything from his time at Williams, from his time in high school, him not being a great high school player to where he is now in the, with the Heat. Um, and then we, we even kicked we even ended with some trivia where Duncan was giving Adam Lewis uh, the the producer and and the face. Not the face of the Swider Show, but it, it, he's the backbone of the Swider Show, Adam Lewis. Yeah, so, exactly. D- Duncan was giving Adam uh, some, some crap, but uh, it, it was all fun and games, and it was a great, great episode with Duncan. So, um, but yeah, Patty, back to you, man. How, how was uh, how was your Christmas? It was good. Um, I don't know. It was good being home. It was nice getting out of the city, being in Scranton, seeing all the familiar faces. Uh, I mean, coming from a big family, that's that's like the holidays are kind of the only time where you could do that. So it was, it was big time. Um, saw the most, I would say the most historical basketball tournament or the most historic basketball tournament in the United States in the line of tournament. Um, Scranton prep, unfortunately lost in the first round. So they came in third place, but my brother shout out Callum played very well. Um, and I was in Philly for new Year's, So those are kind of the highlights of my last two weeks, but 
I don't know how many people are tuning in to listen to my life. So how was, how was your time off from the show? Uh, it was good, man. Obviously I've, I've been, it's been crazy, man. This year has been a lot different than last year. Just, just with the dynamic of Sioux Falls and, um, Miami last year, I was in LA most of the time. And then even when I wasn't in LA, I was on the road with, with South Bay and Geely travel. We got into this a little bit with Duncan in the episode. Geely travel isn't the most ideal thing ever, but, when you're only going to one place or you're going to LA and it's a direct flight, most places, it's a lot different than Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls has been nothing but great to me. It's been a great opportunity. The fans there are great. We we actually almost sold out one of our games uh, the other day in Sioux Falls, which is cool. Really? Um, yeah. No, you're not really seeing that off in the G. You're not. You're not. And then classic Sioux Falls, we, uh, we did autographs after the game, and I was the guy doing autographs. Uh, there's a there's a long line, a long line. Not maybe not for Swider, but but for the Sioux Falls players to to do autographs after the game. So it, it it's been a great experience there. But back to my point, um, Sioux Falls is a little bit different because it's two flights every single time. So uh, when you're going to Sioux Falls, usually a whole entire day of travel. Um, it's a little bit tougher to get there from most cities. Um, but luckily tomorrow when I go to Sioux Falls, I will have a direct flight from Phoenix to Sioux Falls, so it'll be a little bit easier. But besides is that, is there a Sioux Falls airport? There is. There is. Really? Yep. Uh, what is the name of, I don't think it's FSD. It's like, it's like PSF or something like that. It's it's something mm -hmm. weird. The, the, the initials. Of the and you could, you could say any three letters and I would believe you. So let's go with yeah, PSF. Exactly. PSF. <laughs> I just mumbled three letters. But uh, FSD, no. Adam Lewis on the chat F says FSD. All right, so all our listeners can sleep soundly tonight knowing the acronym of the Sioux Falls Airport. Yeah, no, so, so but Sioux Falls has been great, though. Being able to go down there and play has been great. But going back, like, I was in Miami for Christmas. Um, obviously, we, we beat the Sixers on Christmas, which was great. I was suited up in the game, which was really cool, kind of, kind of, a checklist and um, a bucket list type of thing just to be able to mm -hmm. be suited up on Christmas. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's been a great experience just to keep on just just seeing these guys and, and uh, being a part of like the, the ride and the journey and then being able to go down to the G League and, and play really well and be really effective in the yeah. league and show what I've been working on. That was uh, my first question for you. What was your, can you give us like a, what your itinerary was on Christmas Day? Because most listeners probably haven't played in the Christmas Day games, but it's probably the most popular. I would say it's the most popular regular regular season day of the NBA season. Where like yeah. I think it's a lot of times where people are watching for the first time in a lot of for a lot of teams. Um, like you always wonder, like, oh, does that kind of suck because you're not seeing your family? But in your case, in talking to you, you were very fired up about it. So like, what was kind of what you did from from waking up? seeing Santa, and then playing the game at 8 o'clock. Yeah, so shout out to Spo. We didn't have a walkthrough on, on Christmas or like shoot around in the morning. So we uh, we didn't have anything till 4, 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. We had a team walkthrough at 5 p.m. But besides that, I woke up in the morning, um, and it was funny. One of Duncan's uh, high school teammates, high school AU teammates, Harry Rafferty, was actually in town recruiting, um, stayed with me in, in the apartment. And uh, we went over and got some shots up in the morning with Duncan. 
uh, Brandon Grant, my boy, was actually in town. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Talked about it. Wait, where does where is Rafferty co- coach now? Rafferty is a uh, woman's assistant at uh, Michigan. Oh, really? Wait, did yes. he play at Wesleyan? He did. Is that the connection? Okay, yeah, yeah. I know that kid. And then he was like, didn't he play in a G League practice or some shit with Duncan? Yeah, I remember he hearing that Sioux story. Falls, he was on the Sioux Falls Sky Force. The Sioux Falls Sky Force. So, was he rostered? Uh, he, he was rostered. He was rostered oh, for yeah. weeks. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, Harry's, Harry's a very stand-up guy. I actually uh, I had Christmas Eve with Duncan, his family, and, and Harry was there as well. So that was obviously great of Duncan to have me over. I got some shots up with Duncan in the morning. Brandon and I went to lunch, came back to my pregame nap, and then uh, 5 p.m. was with the Heat and, and getting ready. Let, let, let me let me let me let me backtrack. I did mm-hmm. have a Zoom with my family at uh, 9 a.m. to open up gifts, and my mom had sent my gifts to Duncan's apartment, and uh, and I opened up gifts <laughs> yeah. from, from there. So it, it, was, it was. I guess it's Christmas. not a, It's not too different than like. When you're playing high major college ball too, it's like you're not really getting much of a Christmas. So I guess it's not as different as as it might seem as as if you were like I don't know. I just remember in grade school being like I would feel bad for LeBron because he's playing on Christmas Day. I'm like that sucks for him. He's not with his family and like open presents. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of these families uh, probably do Christmas Eve as like their Christmas or the day after Christmas as their Christmas. Yeah. Day. Or even like Pat Bev was talking about it, like you have, I mean, when you're making the money that you, you do in the NBA, he just said he just brought his family to Miami and had Christmas in Miami, which I'm sure That's a lot of guys cool. do. Yeah. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, as far as like the action on the court after that, you end up playing a few games in the G. So uh, how did those feel? How did, how did it feel like being back with the boys after, I don't know, the back, the back and forth? No, it's been good. I, I think we've had a really different season in the G League just because we've had so many like different rosters. I think Kasib, um, our head coach of the G League team, Kasib Powell, has done a great job of just mixing and matching every single roster that we've had down there. We, we've had times where we've had four uh, players affiliated with the Heat down with the team. We've had times where I've been the only player down. We've had times where Orlando's been the only player down. Uh, we've had times where it's been me, Nico, and Jamal down. So it's just been a, a lot of mixtures of rosters, especially that first half of the season. And uh, we played Santa Cruz. I thought we had the perfect mixture of roster players. Jamari yeah. Bouye, who's been a two-way with the Heat, been a two-way with the Trailblazers, got multiple call-ups last year. Uh, he's back in, in the lineup. Uh, we obviously had Orlando down, so... And then having Justin and Alondis be in the roles that they were, it just felt like a very, very uh, good unit to play with. And Orlando, and I, Orlando, Jamari, and I played really, really well together. So it just felt really good to be um, surrounded by that type of talent. Um, and I was able to play well in the in the two games that I played. In the yeah. Games that I played. So again, it's, it's been, it's been quick a stat game. check: you went you went for thirty one and seven in that game. For anyone who uh, who missed that. On Instagram, on G League TV, what have you? Uh, so yeah, that's another thirty ball. How many is that this year? Not four. Uh, I think it's three. I think three. It's three. Yeah. Sorry to the listener too that my voice is shot right now. I don't know what's happened in the last twenty minutes, but it is twelve thirty-five a.m. Eastern. 
I'm coming down with something, I believe. So that's why my voice sounds like shit in your headphone or uh, stereo right now. <laughs> as far as the heat go, the other question I had for you guys is like, when you're back, like the G League team is not the only one that's had like this, um, I don't know, kind of like people coming in and out, changing doors type or like sliding doors type of thing where you've had a lot of injuries, you've had guys out. And I saw a yesterday, I saw a tweet that Drew Smith, who's out for the year, and yourself are the only people on the roster that have not actually logged a start. So that's what, 15 of 17 people. So I think that kind of speaks to Spo and like the coaching staff that you guys are still 20 and 14, like fourth or fifth in the West, whatever you are, like as of right yeah. now. And you've had this turnover. Like, I don't think a lot of teams could have sustained that. Even last night, like, you're missing um, Butler, and you guys still just win in L.A. So what do you uh, – what's been, like, the mindset there as, as far as, like, I feel like you guys haven't gotten your footing fully and you haven't had, like, your full roster for two weeks at a time yet, but you're still, like, playing really well. One thing I give Spo a lot of credit for is that he doesn't listen to the excuses. Like, he doesn't agree with people saying, like, Oh, injuries, this and that. Like, there's no excuses. Like, take with, like, his whole thing is like, winners find a way, way to win. And every single night, like, we play to win, no matter who we have on the roster. And he has full confidence that that we have the ability to do that, no matter who's out there playing. I think that goes to the scouting that they've done. I think that goes to like the type of character, and that's that's ultimately heat culture. Patty asked a great question, Duncan, um, in our in our Thank podcast you. with him asking about heat culture and i think the number one thing is just accountability and and just playing hard playing for each other and then everyone has a plan so no, obviously everyone is is playing to win everyone is playing to be effective but no matter who you are from the first guy to the 18th guy to the 17th guy um, there's a plan for you and they're going to do everything that it takes for, for you to be effective once you get that opportunity to play in the game so suppose done an amazing job this year of mixing and matching every single the lineup possible and he hasn't made the excuse of because we haven't been healthy this year we haven't had our yeah. full supply of guys but we found a way we found a way to to win and be effective in, in every single thing and arguably the the toughest times we've had in our season is when we when we have been fully healthy because none of those guys have truly played together in a lot of the amount of minutes right. to have that cohesive like cohesive unit so um yeah suppose just done an amazing job just mixing match those lineups and, and made it so we're in a good spot, even though we haven't had our full team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I do think, too, uh, 
he doesn't treat um, like a guy like yourself. I'll, I'll make a prediction right now. Like when you start a game at some point for the Heat, even if you're on a two way, I don't think he like pigeonholes you into that. Like Jovich last night has to start, and if you didn't know anything about your team and the dynamic of it, like you would think, oh, this guy starts every single night, and they run plays for him, and he has a green light, and like he can make decisions and everything because. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you can you can spot in an NBA game and really at any level, which is a more traditional way of looking at it. It's like, oh, it looks like that guy hasn't been out there too much and like he looks uncomfortable. It seems like there's this this confidence in whoever starts or is playing big minutes that game that it's like, no, there's a reason we're like putting you out there tonight and we're not just punting on this game. Like, it doesn't really matter what your background is or how many games you started. Like, you can actually help us and we expect you to. No, I totally agree, and I think like. What I think about all the time is that out of the 19,000, 20,000 people who are watching the game, uh, probably 16,000 of those people, like, probably assume that Yobi starts every single game, like you just said. Yeah, like, absolutely. They have no idea who's the who's regular in the rotation, who's not, especially when it's mm -hmm. not their own team. So it's just it was great to see Nico play well last night, but it just shows you the, the type of culture and attitude that he has, that we have collectively as a group. It's like next man – is going to come up and he's going to play big. Like, it's not like college. I, I feel like it's it, like Duncan is the sixth man. So when someone gets hurt, Duncan goes in the starting lineup. Like, I feel like yeah. it's more like a college thing. Like, Spo treats it so if our power forward gets hurt, whoever that is, that could be Kevin, that could be this, that could be Haywood, that could be Caleb. We're going to go with the power forward in the lineup to make sure, like, both, like, People are, are still playing that same role. So when we do get guys back, it's not. Um, it's not like this total shift, yeah. It's not this total shift for Duncan or for Tyler or for all the right. guys when, when everyone comes back. So I think uh, it's been good in that aspect of having a guy like Nico be ready to play and have 15 and 8 and then not have to shift around Duncan. So now Duncan's starting to come off the bench, starting come off the bench, and then he, he actually gets like a little continuity and rhythm behind his role. Honestly, that's a great explanation because I've always wondered at, that about like NBA teams. It seems like just common sense, like oh, you just whoever your sixth best player in is, you put him in if one of your best five is out. But I mean, you're seeing that even with like the Lakers right now. I know there's that report that they've been upset with like the lineup changes and stuff. But like for a while, Austin Reeves was like having success in the six man role. So even when there was guys hurt, they were like still keeping him there, and it was kind of like. I don't know why don't you just start the guy, but I guess that's sort of the mindset in the NBA, which I didn't know because I'm not in the NBA. But um, to segue there, we talked about when you played the Lakers the first time at home, but was that a what was the experience like, like actually being in crypto for the first time since since you have signed with the Heat? No, it was cool, man. It was cool to see like all those people like behind the scenes that yeah that that no one really knows, right? Like the security guards, the the people who work in the kitchen, the I don't know, just all those people that like like the team attendants, the people who are rebounding before the games, uh, the equipment managers, like seeing all those people, like it was so cool and um, just to see them in, in that environment again, it was it was a little weird um, being there, and not being a part of the Lakers and right, like going to the visitors' locker room and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was it was cool. It, it was cool. I. I uh, I really valued that experience. It was cool that I was suited up for this game and, and actually checked in at the end. Um, mm -hmm. 
But besides that, man, it, it's great to get another win on the road. Obviously, we, we fell short against the Clippers the night before, so we're really desperate to kind of win that game and get back on get back on the right track. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll be following everything. Last thing, this will be kind of a quick check-in, but um, do you want to touch on our Syracuse Orange? I feel like a lot has happened in, in the Q's world since the last time we, we hopped on the pod. Let's talk about the Orange, man. I I, uh, I really like the way this team is, is going. I uh, I know we had, obviously just had a tough loss to Duke, but we competed for most of that game. I think we're in the game, and I think that's only going to propel us forward to the, this next part of the season. Duke's obviously one of the best teams in the conference, without a doubt. And uh, I think the winning against Pitt, obviously the win against Oregon, the win against LSU, the, like all these big time wins. Um, I, I like where we're at, and and we have people, we have people close to the Swider show saying that we're going to be a, around an eight or nine seed in the tournament. So, I mean, but not even close to the Swider show. I'm the Swider show. Yeah, I think they're a tournament team for sure. Um, I know we're overwhelmingly positive. We never say anything negative about Syracuse, but. I don't know. I like the squad a lot. I, I like the uh, there's like an adaptivity of adaptivity. Is that a word? That is it. I'm gonna say it of lineups. Like it feels like there's a lot of different like people that you could shoehorn into like certain type of games. That um, I don't know if Chris Bell struggling a little bit. You could throw Benny in. Justin struggling a little bit. Like uh, you could throw Cordier in. That's the lineup that closed that pick game, and they ended up like beating the shit out of them. So. Um. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. They're playing very well right now. I think they're. Uh, I think they're going to hit their stride even more as as the season goes on and like conference play. They're going to start. Um. Really go on a run here. And then the last thing I want to say, we we were texting about this. I'm not just saying this because he wears my jersey number, but uh, Malik Brown, I think, is my favorite college basketball player in the country. <laughs> He's Malik's awesome. Malik's unbelievable, man. Malik's unbelievable. And he- I'm just excited for like the potential that he has in the future yeah. too. Like, I he's feel like shooting like threes a little bit now and stuff. Like, he's just scratching the surface, man. By the time he's a like, he, he gives me like this. I don't want to say it because I don't want to like put this pressure on him. Not that me saying anything's gonna put pressure on him, but yeah, he's like this. He gives me like this Jeremy Grant vibe of like this young, like guy who doesn't even like know how good he is yet. Yeah, right? like, exactly. That's the vibe I get too. When when Jeremy was at Syracuse, it felt like early in his career it was just like he's really good in the zone. He gets it defensively. Like he can do a, a couple of things on offense, but we're gonna draft him because he's a super freak athlete. He, yeah, he like understands who he is and 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 like he was a second round pick. Now he's making 150 million. Right. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying No, no, we get what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying Malik has that type of potential and that raw ability and that na- like he has a natural knack for the basketball. Like I think that's that's something that you just can't teach, and Malik's done a great yeah. job this year. Of like Malik has a solid case that he should be starting, right? Yeah. Like, but he hasn't let that affect him at all this year, and he's been very very no. consistent. He's been very very consistent for us, and he's allowed us. He, I think he's honestly allowed us to play man, just for how good he is. For sure, and he could guard like three through five. Um, I don't know. He keeps it so simple on offense too. Like he never really tries to do too much. Um, and he dunks the shit out of the basketball. I love that. <laughs> he never goes up soft. Like the other day, he had like eight dunks against Duke. He finished, I think, with twenty six. Like, yeah, he's he's really good. He's gonna be 
uh, I don't know. I, I hope he sticks around for at least the next um, next year and the year after because like he's like going to be so good. Not Shout that he isn't already. Too. Shout out to yeah, he's. I think those two guys are like their ceiling. Like when those two guys play really well, it's like they're complete. It takes them to this this different stratosphere. If someone were to tell me at the beginning of the year that Kadir Copeland was going to win an ACC Player of the Week, I I probably wouldn't have believed you. But just shout out yeah, to how about that? And twenty two or nine, yeah. And his mindset just to just be positive, right? Like I don't think that a lot of Syracuse people with the season starting was like, oh, Kadir Copeland's going to be a major factor on this team. Like he's gonna he's gonna lead us to a couple wins, but. Shout out to him. Like he kept that positive mindset and, and he's doing a really he's doing good job it. for us right now. Yeah, he's very fun to watch too. He has like such a unique um kind of in your Jeremy Grant type of vibe. Like he, he's kind of an old school old school type of cue guard, like very long. Um, very good passer. Super good in the open court. So I don't know. He's another plug and play guy. You can kind of play him with any lineup and, and it'll make it work. But um yeah, I don't know what their schedule is coming up. I could probably pull it up right now, but I think they're what do you got? The UNC and Duke. UNC and Duke are definitely top of the ACC. Um, Virginia, Virginia, Virginia lost a bad game to, to yeah, Notre Dame. But Notre that, Dame. They'll, they'll be at the top of the ACC. But uh, another shout-out is due to our guy Girardi killing it at Clemson. It's, it pains me to see him in a different shade of orange, but he's playing very, very well. I know they just lost right. to Miami, but yeah, now Gerard's been killing it this year. He's been he's been regarded as, as a top as a top five transfer in the country the whole entire year. Yeah. Like th- that's how high level he's playing at. He can play man to man defense. He's can play point guard at that level. Like he's he's doing it. So shout out to Gerard. He's obviously big time guest at the sweater show and, and doing his thing for Clemson, man. So shout out to him. Yeah, we might have to have him on soon again. Um not even for a basketball interview, but just for football takes. Because he's uh, chock full of them. And, and, uh, and have Nick G and Cole on, too. I think yeah, I know. Get the, get the whole pod just, like, spewing football takes in the NFL playoffs. That could be so. Hey, speak, sp- speaking of college football, what about our Syracuse Orange just running the recruiting scene right now? <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. I'll be honest, I never cared about Syracuse football until the last, like, month. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of uh, exuberance around the program. I'll put it that way. Adam, Adam, you can turn your camera on, man. Give me your takes of the the Fran Brown hire, and then give me your takes of how the last couple of months have been for you just following this recruiting. Because you are a Q super fan. You care about the sports. You care about the school. You care about the state of the athletics, I think, more than anyone. So, so can I just get a couple of takes from you? First of all, I'm very happy with the way the basketball team is going and the basketball season, and I am the one that has them as an eight seed, so I'll, I'll announce that now. <laughs> Football-wise, I had heard early, early December, maybe even November, actually it must have been November, from a couple people on the inside that Kyle might come. And then uh, we, uh, we found out that This is before the Fran Brown hire. This was before the Fran Brown hire. It was early, and I had texted in our group, and Kyle McCord transfers, um, <laughs> along with literally like 15 high-level recruits. And if you know Northeast football, that doesn't happen even for like Penn State. Like they don't even get that many. So I think I saw our recruiting classes like number four, or our transfer class right now, 
And I think you just have to go win the football games. And the way to do that is get some experience also. Um, and it's so we, we have Gadsden coming back. We have a bunch of the O-line coming back. And, Justin uh, Barron coming back. Justin Barron. Yeah, and it's it's chestnut, Deuce Chestnut coming back for a yeah, second that's, that's, tour. Oh, that's yeah. See, that's what I mean. Everything that needed to go our way is going our way. So, so what is like a realistic excited. expectation? Like, what would you set the oh, over under? Don't get me started. S- I mean, like we, might, we might make no. the ACC championship. Like, no, we I, probably will make the ACC championship. I I think this is, this is lofty, but there's an outside chance of us making the college football playoff with the 12 teams. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. With the 12 teams. Oh, with 12 teams. Okay. Patty, have you looked at the schedule? There is not schedule a bad game is, on, the t- on the schedule of next year. There's not a it's, single it's a, one. It's a cup. It's a couple I'll be honest with you there. guys. I haven't checked out the schedule eleven months in advance. I have not done that. <laughs> I'll check that out for next episode. I'm I'm very to answer your question. I'm very excited. So um, like, like eleven like, wins, like eleven and one. I I'd say ten, yeah, ten and two. Okay. Um, also, like I'm not the, giant, the giant football. I think fan, they're going to go undefeated. I think they're going to be very good. I actually do this time. We should this year, people are four and zero. I was like, all right, like we'll see what happens. I, I think they're going to be nice. Um. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I heard that we're doing a good job in the NIO space, and the reason why I believe it is because the common court stuff so if, if that's the case fran brown's doing his thing he's obviously recruiting at a very high level shout out to fran brown and shout out to the cuse women's basketball team who just knocked off notre dame um the number 13 rank now and they're ranked now so shout out to felicia Leguette. she's doing her thing so overall john wild hack I, I really like what you're doing with cuse athletics you're uh you're making us proud man obviously um Shout out to all, all, all the Q's, Q's teams. We're always at the sweater show's always rooting for you guys. And uh, yeah, man. Adam, any last takes of Q's athletics? Yeah, I just want to say that everyone that's been, I mean, it's whether it's people you know, Cole, or people that I've talked to, we've been getting a lot of inside information. And like normally you'd be like, oh, that's nice, but it's probably not going to happen. We've gotten everyone we've needed in football. Like every time someone's like, I've heard this is good for us, like Fran Brown goes out and get them, you know? So. That is obviously that's what recruiting is, right? But to get people to come to Syracuse is a whole other monster, and I think we're uh, for the first time we really have a good chance. So yeah, hey, just just a little thing, just a little little ending on my schedule. I'm I'm gonna be back and forth between Sioux Falls and the Miami Heat. So if you guys see some Instagram posts of me and Sioux Falls, Miami Heat, don't don't be worried. I'm I'm still on track. So, uh, Patty, anything to close out the show? 
No, I don't think so. I think uh, I think we hit everything. I think next week will be a big one. Uh, this might be a quick turnaround. You might be. Are we dropping this Friday morning? If I can, uh, if I don't get any sleep, we'll drop it Friday morning. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess you, you might, you might be hearing this in like yeah six hours. Literally, no. But, we'll, uh, we'll get it out. It'll be out. No, you can take your time. But uh, apologies for my voice. I don't know what's what the deal is there, but uh, I'll get it figured out for next week. It doesn't sound like this on the Duncan interview. So, but uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone again. 2024 first episode is going to be the best year of the show. So, um, big things coming. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Happy New Year's and shout out to Jake Sheridan for coming on the episode today. Let's kick it over to Patty for the outro. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, Show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week cool swider show with patty casey is presented by blue wire podcast and our executive producer is adam lewis swider show is created by cole swider patty casey and producer adam lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week